have you ever felt forgotten? Okay, I was, I think, a junior, maybe a senior in high school, and I went to go to my winter formal, right? A huge group of us got together and said, all right, you know, forget dates. If anyone wants to come, we're just going to go to this huge group of friends, and it's going to be amazing. Some people are going to rent a limousine. Some people are going to drive, whatever. I was so far down the third wheel totem pole. I was maybe seventh, ninth, eleventh wheel. Well, I don't even know what you get at that low. But I remember at the point where every car was full, and so I had to drive my own self alone to go to dinner and then to a movie. Talk about feeling alone, right? I'm sitting there driving myself. I'm in a tuxedo. I get to dinner. I realize everyone's already sitting down, enjoying their food, and I have to go. I have to sit down, and I'm ordering my food. I get it. Fettuccine Alfredo. I still remember it. I think this is why I don't like pasta. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and and it's apparent. I'm completely forgotten about, right? I could either sit here or leave. No one would notice, Right, everyone's kind of paired up, everyone's doing their own thing, and I just kind of make it through dinner, and at one point I realize I have a decision to make. I could either go to the dance, right? And maybe the night turns around, maybe it turns out to be great, maybe it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna meet up some other people that are alone and we'll just have fun dancing together. Well, I made the bad decision, which was just leave. And so I remember dinner happens and it finishes and we all get back into our cars and everyone else is grouped up and friends and having fun and laughing and I get into my own car by my own self alone and I start driving and I pass the exit, the entryway to our high school. And I just start driving and I realize to myself, I can't go home because my parents will realize I did not go to the dance. So I have to come up with something to do in a tuxedo for two hours. Right, that's, that's kind of hard to do in the middle of nowhere. And so I'm sitting there, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden inspiration happened, right? I can go see a movie. Perfect, two hours, I can go sit down, I can enjoy it, it'll be dark, people won't see that I'm in a tuxedo, it's gonna be fantastic. So then I find the movie theater, I go up and I walk up in the you know, marquee with the time slots and the movie names, and I sit there and I read through and I find one movie that's about to start, perfect timing, right? I grab, I go in, I grab some popcorn, I grab my soda, I sit down and I start looking around and I'm like 10 minutes before a movie starts. It's kind of weird. There is zero people in this theater besides myself. It wasn't until later I realized that was one of the last showings that this movie had played, right? So everyone had already seen it, everyone knew about it. And I'm sitting there, completely abandoned, empty movie theater, which represented my mind and my heart right now of feeling how forgotten I felt. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. And so I'm sitting there. I knew nothing about this movie. I had seen no trailer. I had, I had no clue what I was in for. And I remember sitting there and the movie starts up and then Bruce Willis walks out. I'm like, whoa, this is an A-plus actor. Man, I, I picked a good movie. The movie was Sixth Sense. And I want to I preface, I had not really seen or watched any scary movies up to this point. And I'm sitting in this movie theater completely alone, right? At one point in the movie, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, it's been like 20 years, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one part where they say, you know, when, when AC or air blows on your neck, there's like a ghost walking by, right? And remember, they cranked up. That movie theater had air blowing the whole time. I was terrified. I was so scared. 
I didn't want to leave my seat to go get to go to the bathroom to leave. I just had my all curled up and you know sitting there alone. And I realized that when we feel forgotten, we make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And it's these moments where we need to start making right decisions and and feel hope in our lives when we feel forgotten. And I love the story about Noah, because he is the one Bible character that he had every ounce to feel forgotten, but he made good decisions. So let's look at the scripture. Genesis chapter 7, 1 through 5 says this, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded." We're, we're talking about two things today. One, how to prevent feeling forgotten in seasons of our lives, right? We need to prevent feeling forgotten because we've already established when you feel forgotten, you make bad decisions. It might just be me, but I think it's more of us out there that do that. And number two, let's say we are feeling forgotten. How do we find hope in those moments? Right? How do we turn it around? How do we, how do we actually go after it in those moments when we feel forgotten to have that hope to go after it? Right. First up, how to prevent feeling forgotten during seasons of life? And did you did you know this is really interesting? And, and I was studying the scripture, and I realized the moments that God spoke and when He didn't speak. Because God spoke a whole ton to Noah before the rain happened. And then he spoke a whole ton to Noah after the rain stopped and he got off the boat. But in the middle of the storm, the middle of the worst of it, when the world was being destroyed and rain was flooding down and all the days and all the nights and everything, God didn't speak. It it, it blew my mind. You would think that would be the one time that God should be speaking in the middle of a storm. But God spoke before the storm, and he spoke after the storm. And I want to say, it also is related to the number 40. Okay, I know that's kind of a a hard pivot right there, but in your Bible where it says 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible is very specific when it uses that number. Go ahead and circle it, highlight it, whatever you need to do to to remind yourself of this. I thought this was really touching because the number 40, it's the number that means testing over time, right? It's, it's testing when God tests us over time. When he speaks to us, there is a test. God's pattern is always speak, then test, right? I don't know if you like tests or quizzes. I'm not a fan. I don't like them. I'm glad I passed college. Hallelujah. I'm done. I'm over it. But there's something about God when he speaks to us, he tests us. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And so then Noah, on this ark, God had spoken to him, and now he was testing him to see if he was faithful for, through it all. 
I would say the number one time we feel forgotten by God or by people is when we are in seasons of testing. And it's lonely. When we're taking a test, it's a lonely time. I mean, think about it practically, even boiling it down to when you're in school and you're taking a test, it's the quietest time in that classroom, right? You're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to joke. You're not allowed to do all these things. It's the teacher is watching you to make sure that you are quietly doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and it's also spiritually true, right? God speaks to us and then we go through seasons of testing and sometimes it can feel so lonely because we're in testing. In tests and trials and times of prolonged waiting, what do you do? What do you do in the wait? There's that season of just wait, right? It's the season of God spoke to you and now you're waiting. God spoke to Noah, there was rain coming, and now he's sitting on a boat waiting for the next thing to happen, right? And I, I think one of the, the easiest, slippy, slippiest, so what, how do you, <laughs> slipperiest, slipperiest slopes we can get into is when we think that we're waiting on the Lord and we're supposed to be doing absolutely nothing, sitting around twiddling our thumbs and just, okay, God, I'm just waiting. Let me just have nothing happen until, no, that's, that is the, the, the fastest way to start feeling forgotten by people and to feel forgotten by God. In times of testing, in the, in the middle of waiting, those are intentional moments to grow, right? So how do you prevent feeling forgotten? Genesis chapter 7, verse 5, going back to it one more time. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. This, this sentence in the Hebrew is broken up into three parts, okay? Noah did all the Lord commanded him. But I want to rearrange it for, the, for this next point. Okay? The Lord commanded him. Noah did. And all. So how do we prevent from feeling forgotten? Is The first thing is know what he said. Know what God said. Know what Jesus said. Know what God is speaking to you about your life. If you do not know what God is speaking, you cannot do what he's saying to do. You need to know about it. You need to read the word of God and you need to be in prayer and you need to have quiet time, right? You need to listen to what God is speaking to you about. And we can talk about that later. Please, if you're watching now and you're wondering, I'd, I've never heard God speak to me. I don't know how to pray. Can you write down the comments below? I, I need help praying. I need help listening to God. We have pastors excited and ready to talk with you about that, right? We need to know what God says. That's the first step of preventing feeling forgotten. And then the second step is do what he said. So know what he said, do what he said. The next step, the next thing you got to do is you have to start acting on what God spoke to you to do. Right? God has a calling on Noah's life. And when the, the core calling was repopulate the earth, right, with, with humanity and animals, and he wasn't able to do it unless he stayed faithful and kept everyone alive on that boat for all that time. You have to do what God is calling you to do. Can you imagine what would Noah have done if he just waited on God said, build a boat? And he's like, I'm going to wait on God to 
I haven't picked out the right color yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on that. I'm just gonna sit around and gotta figure that out. Are you kidding? Rains are coming. Your testing season is coming. Whether you complete your first task or not, it is coming. And the best way to not feel forgotten is if you say, yes, God, I will start. It might be a yes, a messy start. It might be a sloppy start, but you need to get after it. Okay. You don't need to have every single thing perfectly aligned and ready to go. You just need to start doing what God said because you have a long season to get it together. There's a long wait season in doing that. So preventing from feeling forgotten is one. We got to know what he said. Two, we got to do what he said. And three, we have to follow through in what he said. The most important word in the scripture is the smallest word in the smack dab middle. All. All. Noah did all that the Lord had commanded. He, he, he did all that he asked him to do. All of it. Follow through in what he said. I remember in high school, I think it's just my high school story week this week. It's just, I'm flooded with all these memories of high school for some reason. And I remember in high school, my dad and I would go golfing quite a bit and he would absolutely crush it. He would hit the ball so far, so fast. It was insane. And my only goal, right? My only, my number one goal was that I just hit it farther than him. That's all I cared about. I did not care where the ball landed. I did not care what my score was. I just want to hit it farther than him. I'm kind of understanding why all the accelerated <laughs> right in this moment. That is all I cared about. I just want to hit the ball farther than my dad. And I remember one time uh, we had we had lessons, golf lessons, and you know every time you have a golf lesson, I think we had like this coupon or something, and my dad signed me up for some lessons. I don't remember what happened, but I had a golf lesson, and every single good coach you ever talk to when they're going to coach you, what do you want to accomplish? What are your goals? What you know they want to know what your end product should be so that they can help you achieve that. Right, because if you're in products here and they're trying to make it achieve over here, it's misaligned. So this good coach is like, "What's your goal in golf?" And I was like, "To hit it farther than my dad. That's all I care about." And he goes, uh, "Hit it straight. Hit it. You know, no distance. That's all I want." <laughs> and so we sat down, and he said, there, "There's only one thing you got to work on. It's your follow through." He goes. The, the, the distance, the core distance, the farthest you can hit, the, all of your power comes from your follow through, right? How far you can hit that ball is determined by your follow through. And a follow through swing, it's not that you hit the ball and you make contact, but it's your follow through behind. In every sport, it's the same thing. You're always trying to hit past the ball, throw past the person, because that's where the power comes from. And I think it's very similar to our spiritual lives. Our authority and our power comes from following through everything that God asks of it. It's not good enough that we hit 80% of the vision. It's not good enough that we do 80% of what God's asking us to do. He's calling us to do all of it, everything, every single piece. Go past it. Follow through with what God is calling you to do all the way. Right? We have to know what he said do what he said and follow through with what he said. And number two, how do I get hope when I feel forgotten? See, there's, there's this moment where 
we could be making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, which just leads us down this rabbit trail of a place we're not supposed to be at, right? We can feel pity for ourselves and, and all those different things that are just spiraling us down, just like me and in, in my dance, right? I made bad decision after bad decision because I felt forgotten. But how do we get out of it? How do we grab onto the hope we're supposed to have, pull ourselves out of that moment and move forward with what God has called us to do? See, Genesis chapter 8, verse 1 says, But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. This is, this is one of my favorite verses in the story. It's not that God spoke. It's not that he, he said something. But it's that he remembered Noah. And this Hebrew word, is it's not that it's like... Um, Oh, you know what? Who was that person I was supposed to be helping? Who? What was their name? Oh, that's right, Noah. That's not what this word is saying. The word remembered is acted on behalf of. Right? It's taking action because you love someone. That's what this verse is. And so God loved Noah that he took action in order to help him out. Okay? I think one of the greatest tragedies in North America church is not recognizing what Jesus is doing in our lives all the time. Can you imagine? It's not that God spoke to Noah, so how would he know that God was doing it? It's a very subtle thing. That winds are pushing the water back and the water is receding. If the whole world looks like it's covered in water and it's actually decreasing, you wouldn't be able to see that or notice it. There is no way for Noah to know that God was acting on his behalf at that moment. There's, there's, no, there's no evidence. There's no sign. But God did. And sometimes Jesus is acting in our lives so subtly, so minutely, so minusculely, we don't even notice it. But it doesn't mean he doesn't love us and he's doing stuff for us. I would say there's billions of things he's doing in all of our lives at every single moment that we will never even know he was doing. And then we'll get to heaven and be shocked and alarmed at all that Jesus was doing in our lives all the time. God remembered Noah. So how do you find hope when you feel forgotten? It's really simple. You have to focus on your destination and not your situation. That's what it comes down to. It's all about your destination and not your situation. Going back to our theme scripture for this entire sermon series, our series, which is called Can't Cancel Hope, is all about this concept of hope not being able to be canceled no matter what. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. So our hope is not based on a situation. It's based on Jesus, which is our destination. It's where we're headed. Everything we do is heading after Jesus, no matter what. That's, that's our goal. That's what's happening. So when we feel forgotten, and we're just dwelling on our situation and we're moping around. We feel like Eeyore from, what's that, what's that show? Winnie. Winnie the Pooh. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> when we feel like Eeyore, right? Life's impossible. It can't happen. We need to grab on the hope that is Jesus and fix our eyes on our destination and not our situation. 
Finding hope when we feel forgotten is all about pivoting our mind, our heart, and our emotions through prayer. That's all it is. So when, when it comes down to finding hope when we feel forgotten, it's about this pivot, this shift. Right? When, when, when you're in sports, you learn in basketball that you have to pivot to be able to change your perspective, to be able to catch a pass, to be able to move from a blocker. It's, very, it's a very subtle thing. A, a pivot is just a small move so that you can move forward. So you can catch what you need to catch. You need to do what you need to do. It's, it's a subtle thing. So I want to talk about pivot prayers. Prayers that help us pivot in situations of feeling forgotten. It's to, to reclaim the hope that belongs to us. Right? The relationship that we have with Jesus. It's, it's these pivot prayers that make all the difference of how to get out of situations when we feel forgotten. The first pivot prayer is genuine. Okay, have you ever heard someone pray? And like you close your eyes, you bow your heads, and they start praying, and it feels like this theological summit, and they're throwing out words that you have never heard them say before in their life. And they're like, what is that? No. Prayers need to be genuine. It's this conversation that we need to have with God. And it needs to be real. Lord, I feel forgotten in this moment. I'm hurting. I'm lonely. I need you. Make them genuine for who you are and where you're at. Genuine prayers. That is the first step of getting out of this, from moving from your situation to your destination. When you feel lost, let's have genuine prayers. Number two, personal prayers. Personal prayers. They need to be about you, right? Not what that person's going through. Not what this person did to you. Not this, oh Lord, for them making hurting my feelings and dealing with this, I pray that you would strike that. No, are you serious? It's about you. Personal prayers. Lord, I feel forgotten in this moment and I need you to change my mind around because you have a calling and a purpose on my life and I need to go after it. I can't be stuck here and it's about me and it's about you. And Lord, deal with me right here, right now. Make it personal right? Genuine, personal, and three, simple. Don't, don't ever feel like you can't pray because you don't know how, right? If you've ever formed one sentence to another human being, you know how to pray, right? All you need to do is just make it simple. Talk to God as if he is a person sitting next to you. Just simplify it. Lord, I need help. Period. The end. He knows. It needs to be simple. Genuine, personal, simple. That's the GPS. When you're stuck in your situation and you need GPS to get to your destination, these are the prayers to call on. Right? That's it. Genuine, personal, simple. Just get it out there. These are really the prayers that pivot us out of our situations of feeling forgotten. Right. Can you imagine what what would life be like if Noah was so overtaken by feeling forgotten by God that he just stopped taking care of his animals? Right? He was the only option to take care of animals. He was the only option to restore humanity to this planet. If he lost focus on his calling, there wouldn't be certain animals on this planet. Right? What if what if you forgot to feed the dogs 
because he was so upset because he was forgotten. Yeah, we we don't have dogs on this planet. There's so much writing on his calling and his purpose. Likewise, with you, you have so much writing on your calling and your purpose from God. Don't allow the enemy to lull you into a sense of complacency and comfort and feeling sad for yourself and feeling forgotten. No. And God has such a plan for your life. Step out of feeling forgotten and into your purpose. Be faithful to what he's called you to do. Let's, let me pray over all of us. Lord, I pray that you would work in our lives, that we would not have self-pity and feel forgotten, but we would have your hope. We would understand what you're doing in our lives all the time, and we'd be able to start moving forward into our destiny rather than our situation, that we would go after the calling you have over our lives. Lord, I pray that we would stay focused and faithful in these moments. In your mighty name, amen. If you'd like to join us for the rest of service, offering, announcements, communion, and worship, please join us at lighthouse805.com. Love you guys and have a great day. Bye.